It's Thursday, February 13, 2014. So we ran to the window and looked out, and all we saw was just a big ball of fire. Fossil fuels are booming in the U.S., literally, with more new explosions this week. The interstate's clogged with cars that had nowhere to go. Extreme winter weather again cripples a southern American city. Without a concerted national resilience effort, the trend is likely to continue. Extreme weather is extremely expensive. Plus, the Winter Olympics are feeling a lot like the Summer Games. Yep, climate change is coming for your Winter Olympics. All of that and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. So to be clear, it is right now colder in Florida than it is at the Winter Olympics. Olympics. Yeah, I got no real snarky comment here. I just wanted to repeat that point. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, did we mention that it's 60 degrees at the Winter Olympics this week? Yeah, um, I think that's pretty stunning. Yes, but not surprising if you had listened to the environmentalists who had been warning about exactly this for many, many years and had not been listening to the jackasses on Fox News who say... The predictions that the global warming activists have made are going have gone belly up. Yeah, that's what they tell you on Fox News. That's why smart people listen to the Green News Report. <laughs> yes, indeed. And you know what's interesting is that the 2014 Winter Olympics are on track to be the warmest Winter Olympics in history, with some days literally as warm as some of the days of the Summer Olympics in London in 2012. The warmest Winter Olympics ever. That reminds me of the time I went to an IMAX movie and they bragged before the film that this is the smallest IMAX screen on Earth. Yeah, wrap your mind around that one. Climate change is coming for your Winter Olympics. A new report projects that by 2100, only six of the cities that have hosted the Winter Games in the past will be cold enough to host them again. This week, more than 100 athletes in this year's Winter Olympics in Sochi have signed on to a letter begging the world's leaders to take serious action on climate change in United Nations treaty negotiations later this year. It's part of the Protect Our Winters project. And while people are sunbathing at the Winter Olympics, it's the opposite problem in the southern U.S., where the second rare major winter storm in two weeks has again knocked out power for hundreds of thousands of people. NPR reports that even even with advanced warning, North Carolina was still unprepared to deal with the intensity of the storm, and people were again trapped in their cars. The snow fell so heavily at times in Raleigh, the interstates clogged with cars that had nowhere to go. Extreme weather events are extremely expensive and are going to get even more expensive. Weather-related catastrophes over the past three decades have hit North America much harder than the rest of the world. Total economic losses in the United States totaled approximately $1.15 trillion over the last 30 years. Investment today will help us save billions in the future. That was David Heyman, Assistant Secretary of Policy at the Department of Homeland Security, at a Senate hearing on Wednesday entitled, Extreme Weather Events, the Cost of Not Being Prepared. He warned Congress that extreme weather disasters are projected to increase and intensify with climate change, so we must invest now for resilience in the nation's infrastructure and disaster response. Yeah, we're, we're not going to do that. 
What else you got? Worse, a new report by the Government Accountability Office warns that future impacts of climate change will cost the U.S. another $1.2 trillion over the next 30 years. Which part of, we don't care, we're not going to do anything about it, did you not understand? (laughs) Meanwhile, fossil fuels are booming in the U.S., literally. House shook and everything lit up like daylight, so we ran to the window and looked out and all we saw was just a big ball of fire. Ground shook. The windows shook, everything was shaking. It sounded like, I don't know, maybe 25 or 30 jets just doing a low flyover. And just this week's fossil fuel explosions are brought to you by natural gas. In Kentucky, a natural gas pipeline exploded early Thursday, leaving a crater 60 feet deep and destroying two homes, but no serious injuries. In Pennsylvania, however, one worker is missing and presumed dead. And a fire is still raging after two natural gas wells exploded on Tuesday at a Chevron drilling site. But in California, officials are dealing with a massive solar spill in the Mojave Desert by celebrating the official opening of the Ivanpah Solar Thermal Generating Station. It is the world's largest solar thermal plant for now and uses mirrors to harvest the sun's heat to generate electricity to power 140,000 homes. And it's really cool and well-timed since we're in the middle of the worst drought in the history of California. But we got lots of sun. For much more on that and the other stories we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. While you're there, please consider leaving a donation to help the Green News Report stay on the air as the Brad Blog reaches its 10th anniversary and the Green News Report reaches its 5th. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. Seems it never rains in Southern California